It's time, Robbie. It's time. They knew, and they let it happen. Two kids. Okay? It could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been any of us. We got to nail these scumbags. We got to show people that nobody can get away with this. Not a priest or a cardinal or a freaking pope. Tom McCarthy's powerful but not overpowering new film, Spotlight, tells the story of how a team of investigative journalists at the Boston Globe uncovered three decades of systematic child abuse committed by Catholic priests and then covered up by the Catholic hierarchy across all of Boston's diocese. For their tenacity, the Spotlight team were awarded the Pulitzer Prize in 2003. Yet, however diligent, patient and relentless the journalists were in exposing the crimes, all accolades must go to the victims, for it was they who suffered the initial abuse, then were ignored, later silenced, and for far too long, doubted by the wider public. Yet they stood their ground and pushed through so that a justice of sorts could finally be delivered. Here is director Tom McCarthy. What's fundamentally important about this story is it was an example of really strong local investigative journalism that uh, that had a, at first a national impact, and then as you know, a global impact. And I think um, I think that's an important thing to remember, especially today, where uh, investigative journalism and, and the journalism industry in general has taken a huge hit. And um, as we know, uh, it was both, I think, uh, exhilarating and um, uh, horrifying what they were discovering along the way. Incredibly painful, you know, uh, interviews with many of the survivors and, and families of victims. And uh, I don't think anyone really had any sense of the scope uh, until the Boston Globe uh, uh, reported on it so thoroughly and completely. McCarthy wrote the script with Josh Singer, and fittingly for a film about journalism, their dialogue is at all times meticulously detailed, legally accurate, and etymologically loaded by which I mean each word is used for its precise meaning. Perhaps no more so than in this exchange. Why why are we hesitating? Barron told us to get law. This is law. Barron told us to get the system. We need the full scope. That's the only thing that will put an end to this. The important word there is system, for it is only by challenging a system that change can be brought about. Yet, while paedophilia is certainly not a modern phenomenon, There is a reason why cinema has only recently even considered addressing the crime. You might try putting that down solely to iconoclastic filmmakers, but without investment, you can't make films. Hollywood has been around for over a century. The first film made there, D.W. Griffith's In Old California, dates from 1910. Swiftly, fledgling production companies were founded, and soon the motion picture business grew so big that studios established an industry format of production. For want of a better description, they were factories with films moving along the production line in a manner similar to the Ford Motor Company. This lasted for several decades, culminating in the late 1930s in what is now referred to as Hollywood's Golden Age. Not only were films made in a certain way, only a certain type of film was made. Self-sustaining, the industry had become self-serving. It had found its market and so felt no necessity in challenging the institutions, assumptions and prejudices so endemic to the society. 
to the point that minorities were mistreated and misrepresented, if not excluded wholesale from cinema. Certain content was prohibited. Nudity, homosexuality, blasphemy, while religious institutions were to be respected at all times. Here is Spotlight reporter Sasha Pfeiffer, who in the film is portrayed by Rachel McAdams. There had been sort of a sense of deference toward the Catholic Church, particularly in the 50s and 60s. The Catholic Church was an enormously influential institution in Boston. Um, it was a kind of place that many people didn't want to go up against. And I think that that deference declined over time. There's more of a willingness to ask those tough questions of the church that people hadn't asked before. I think that all those things came together. And when we were the spotlight team in 2001, 2002, those things collided in a way that made it possible for us to take it on. So how did Spotlight get made? Because over the years, the money that flows into the industry has been changing. Hollywood established control over American film production in the 1920s. And that lasted until when, in 1948, the US Supreme Court handed down a series of antitrust decrees that dissolved the monopoly the studio held over the industry. Quickly, independent production companies began to flourish and fresh financing flooded in. That meant new perspectives. And the arrival of television in the 1950s further dissolved the studio's stranglehold on audiovisual entertainment. The emergence of video in the 1980s diluted that even more. But the biggest shift has undoubtedly come with the internet. You know, people need the church more than ever right now. You know, you can feel it. And the Cardinal, uh, you know, the Cardinal, he might not be perfect. But we can't throw out all the good he's doing over a few bad apples. Now, you know, I'm bringing this up to you because I know this is Barron's idea, his agenda. I'm going to tell you, I mean, honest to God, I mean, he doesn't care about the city the way we do. I mean, how could he? Spotlight was made on a budget of $20 million. And one of the companies behind its financing is Participant Media. Participant Media was founded in 2004 by Canadian engineer and internet entrepreneur Jeffrey Skull. A mere eight years earlier, Skull had teamed up with eBay founder Pierre Omidyar. While eBay aimed to provide a new platform system for buying and selling, it was at the time a mere startup with no employees. So when Omidyar appointed Skull as eBay president, Skull became not just the first person on the eBay payroll, but also the company's second largest shareholder. In 1998, two years after his appointment, Skull cashed in his stock for $2 billion. Using some of that money, Skull set up Participant Media. In marked contrast to Hollywood, that has for decades focused on genre pictures, Participant's mission statement is to create issue-centred content. Those issues are the environment, healthcare, human rights, institutional responsibility, peace and tolerance, and social and economic justice. And while Hollywood's traditional studios look increasingly for projects with strong franchise and merchandise potential, participant media prefer to collaborate with non-profit organisations, inviting them to create campaigns around their films. True to their word, participant media have in the last 10 years financed the Oscar-winning documentaries An Inconvenient Truth, The Cove 
and Citizen Four, as well as the Oscar-winning dramas Syriana, The Help and Lincoln. Recently, they have collaborated with Netflix to make Kerry Fukunaga's searing drama Beasts of No Nation, about boy soldiers in Central Africa. Thank you. Agu, you are going to kill this man. Please. Uh, I'm supposed to be fixing the... the I'm going to kill him today. Don't be a soldier. Please, sir. Uh, I'm an engineering student uh, from the university in the capital. Uh, I'm supposed to be fixing the bridges, not be a... Shut up! Uh, Shut your mouth! Brilliantly performed by an ensemble cast that includes Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Liev Schreiber, John Slattery, Brian Darcy James and Stanley Tucci. Spotlight is told in a dry visual manner so as to never distract from its objective. Which means that it does not ascend to the heights of all the President's men. However, Spotlight does share an unexpected common thread with Alan J. Pikula's masterpiece. The two separate systems that both Woodward and Bernstein and the Spotlight team were investigating somehow managed over time to lose sight of their initial functions. All the President's men may have investigated the Watergate burglary, but on a deeper level, it reminded us that democracy is not about government, but about citizens. Likewise, Spotlight shows us that a religion is not about its clerics, but its congregation. The institutional and systematic abuse came about because Boston's archdiocese lost sight of the fact that they are not the church. Its parishioners are. Another film Spotlight merits comparison to is The Insider, because while again on the surface, Michael Mann's superb investigative drama appears to be about blowing the whistle on the tobacco industry, it is also a critique of journalism. Because just as Lowell Berman and the 60 Minutes colleagues were about to expose Big Tobacco, the entire news media all but capitulated to corporate pressure. Likewise, McCarthy's film is honest enough to reveal how the Spotlight team had failed to take up the abuse story when they were initially given it. I already sent you a list of names. What are you talking about to whom? The Globe, years ago. After the Porter case, I got plenty of calls. I had 20 priests in Boston alone, but I couldn't go after them without the press. So I sent you guys a list of names, and you buried it. The church escaped examination for so long by not so much reaching out to the wider community, as much as curling its tentacles around individuals and slowly strangling their ability to question the institution's authority. Thousands of people caught up within the system were controlled in this way, and so were rendered helpless. So, sometimes it takes an outsider, someone untouched by the system, to challenge it. Jeffrey Skull was once an outsider in Hollywood. In Spotlight's case, there were two people, Mitchell Garabedian, a lawyer of Armenian extraction, who took on the cases of over 100 abuse victims, and the Boston Globe's newly appointed editor, Marty Barron. As the film states, Barron is not a native Bostonian, nor is he Catholic. Outside of science and mathematics, I can't think of a system that we have not created that ends up ensnaring us. Religion, law, finance, politics, diplomacy, bureaucracy, trade, industry, sport, film, computing, media, 
We all blame those industries and institutions as if they were entities operating independently of us. But there can be no concealing the fact that since we made them, we can change them. And the truth is always the best place to hide. <laughs>